Peter Greenberg joins us on 720 WGN. Of course, you hear him every weekend. I on travel. Peter, we were talking to a, a kid. I say a kid, young adult, a guy from this area who grew up and went to school in culinary school here is now in Maui working at a high-end restaurant, found himself now feeding 15,000 people who are in need. And he was saying that there's a need for people to visit Maui, not Lahaina, but of course, maybe the west side of the island. What do you think? Are people willing to go to Maui? Uh, yes, people are always willing to go to Maui. And speaking for my somewhat hoarse voice today, but the answer is in West Maui and Lahaina, obviously it's a no-go zone. Only first responders and people, you know, definitely involved in the recovery. But the entire economy of not just Maui but of the 50th state is driven by travel and tourism. It's the biggest economic driver. It's the biggest job creator. And right now you have two things working against it, no visitation and homeless situations because people are, they have nowhere to go. Right. He said, so yeah, the hotels are way, putting up a lot of people. Yeah, but well, yeah, That's right. So if you call ahead and find out that your hotel is operating and can accept you as a guest without displacing someone who needed shelter, then there's every reason in the world why you should go to support that island. They need it. Peter, are you in Nairobi? No. (laughs) No, I'm in New York today. Okay. I always uh, get a kick out of trying to figure out exactly where you are. This is our expert on travel. It's Peter Greenberg. Um, Another question about travel. I saw a story this week about a woman that purchased two seats for a big dog, like a Great Dane-sized dog. And then people who were on the plane were like, wait a second, how does this work? Are they allowing that on regular commercial flights where you can buy a seat for your dog? Well, not really. Let me explain. They've redone the rules. They did so in 2021 because of the scam, let's call it what it was, of the so-called emotional support animals, the ESAs. We had emotional support snakes. We had emotional support penguins. We had emotional support roosters. And to prove how, how ridiculous this was, I did a piece on CBS where we went to a small farm in Pennsylvania and rented an animal got it certified as my emotional support animal, got it a little red vest. And remember the sign, remember the slogan, when pigs fly? Yeah. Well, we, we flew the pig and uh, because it qualified. They also proved the point of how stupid things have become. So now they've changed the rules. Animals that fly can only be service animals that are specially trained to perform tasks for the benefit of someone who's got a disability. However... And here's the the rub. Passengers can still travel with small dogs or cats, uh, and they have to pay for it. Anywhere from like $95 to $125, in some cases, per leg, not just per flight. And uh, how that person got on the plane with that size dog, unless it was a service animal, uh, astounds me. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Somebody just said, could you ask, Peter, what is the best website to see the history on airline ticket prices? Is well, there the such best a thing? website actually is done by the U.S. Department of Transportation because... Oh, that was it. We've we've got a phone connection issue and he popped out, which is... Or are you there? No, definitely sounds. Will you get him back on the phone? Um, the other question that I was going to ask him about, and I know you've got a lot of questions coming in fast and furious, and he is here every weekend. It's Peter Greenberg 
eye on travel is about the connections. I don't like getting a connecting flight because it's so easy to mix your, miss your next flight. So Peter, I saw on petergreenberg.com that you have an article up there about the U.S. airports that are the worst for flight connections. Did Chicago, O'Hare, or Midway make that list? You know what? Believe it or not, they did pretty well. The guys who did the worst, it was Orlando. That's a surprise. Mm-hmm. Fort Lauderdale, Denver, and Dallas. And one of the reasons for that is I think Chicago is doing a better job only because they're not publishing flight schedules of like 33-minute connect times, where I've seen a lot of those in those other airports. So if you had your choice, you would never fly using a connection. I know a lot of people do that to save money, but if you want to save hassle, it's always best to fly direct, right? Well, you mean nonstop? Nonstop, yes, yes. Yeah, listen, I don't mind a connecting flight as long as I've got myself at least a two-hour connect time or more, because it's otherwise a recipe for disaster if that first flight is late. And is travel on Labor Day weekend going to be crazy at the airports like it has been most holidays this year? It will be crazy, but not as crazy. We're starting to see some weakening in demand, and that's good news because airfares are starting to come down. They're about 11% less right now than they were two weeks ago. And we're seeing some unbelievable fares coming in around September 6th. So it's been a long wait for some reasonable airfares, but they are on the way. And so when those good airfares start rolling in on September 6th, is that just for fall travel or would that carry over into 2024? Right now, the airlines are updating their airfares about 250,000 times a day. It's a very fluid situation. They've got better algorithms to project command. So no guarantees that the, that the airfare you see on September 6th will be around on January 7th. Okay, perfect. Good news to have. Thank you so much, Peter. You got it, Lisa. Peter Greenberg, Eye on Travel. Steve has your news next on 720 WGN. Lisa Dent, WGN.